Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is C.M. Alexander with the news. Dairy Public Library's annual Dodge Book Tournament has come to a close, and we cannot wait to hear who has come out on top. We take you live to sports correspondent Dr. John Hellijohn. Thanks, CM. It's high dune as the dank Herberts become the 2022 Dodge Book champions. I had the chance to speak with the head coach, Paul Thomas Ferguson, about what made the difference this year. He said the credit belongs to the team. They were ready to spice things up and let it flow on the court. You are listening to Dairy Public Radio. Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I am one of your hosts, CM Alexander, alongside Joshua Khan. Hey, everybody. And Benjamin Graham. What's up, constant readers? And today we have our final matchups with our last round of March Madness, and Josh is leading us through this, this just... I don't even know how we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have it down to our top eight. And by the time we get to the end of this, we will have completely and arbitrarily mm-hmm. selected the number one film adaptation we've covered. In and it's this, going to go on IMDb. Of this time right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're going to put it on IMDb yeah. and Wikipedia. It will be the official best Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let me edit IMDb anymore. Not since the incident. Uh, all right. We had some grace. <laughs> you, you kept uh, trying to add that Danny DeVito was your dad. Well, he hasn't taken the test. <laughs> and until he does, huh. we'll, we'll never know. I, I see the it's family resemblance. criteria. Cool. <laughs> you haven't proved you're not my dad. Exactly. That's how, how do you guys know your dads? <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but he raised me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. We did. It's not oh, my fault. We did an oh, improv warm up <laughs> right before this. Oh, right in my trauma. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> We love you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so ashamed. No, that was amazing. Ooh, I'm going to send this episode to my dad when it comes out. And he'll say, what's a podcast? Uh, let's, you know, let's get down to business before we get any further off track. I mean, it's a goof episode. What do you want from us? True. So we've uh, whittled it down to these final matchups. I'm going to recap the matchups we're going to discuss first, and then we're just going to get into it. Sound good, guys? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Our first match of the night, we will have the Dark Half versus the Running Man. Then we will have Pet Cemetery versus Christine, Shawshank Redemption versus Carrie, Misery versus 1408. I I wanted to float this idea past you guys um you you guys don't obviously have to use this but i I was just thinking from the past two episodes that we've done how hard it is to like narrow down the criteria Mm -hmm. that we are judging these by it's almost like it it doesn't exist (laughs) well i since this is the finals Mm. i wanted to have some scientific rigorous uh, testing but you know we're introducing reasoning. in the third act <laughs> yes okay for myself i i wanted to set one guiding principle you know yeah. i i guess mm-hmm. sure the only thing i could think of is uh i will be judging these final eight movies by which movies cast would do better at fighting godzilla <laughs> It's very specific. Yeah. I will grant you that. Yeah. And I'm interested to see where it leads you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I judge movies outside of the podcast. Mm. That makes sense. So you're bringing your own flair to the yeah. channel. Yeah. That makes I've seen sense. seen a lot of Godzilla. Yeah. I feel like I can follow M- you. Not me. <laughs> Perfect. I've uh, I've never Please. seen any of the Godzilla movies, oh, actually. No. no. I would I... prefer none of them to the 1998 one. <laughs> oh, it's Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Love that movie. Oh, okay, let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> All right, so up first we have The Dark Half versus The Running Men. Before we get into their battle, let's refresh 
who they bested to get this far. So the dark half took out Cell in round one, and the running man, much contested, took out Dolores Claiborne in their <laughs> round. I still stand by it. <laughs> so let's talk about... We, we know they're good enough to make it to this round, so why should either one of these movies move on to the next round? Does anybody have a strong opening pitch for either of these? The Dark Half is amazing. It's directed by George Romero, so you've got a lot of cool elements. Anytime you put together more than one of my favorite person (laughs) (laughs) and it's pulled off well, I'm going to love it. I love the character of George Stark, too. And Timothy Hutton's portrayal of him is perfect. Like, that is what I think of when I think of George Stark. And uh, even though Ben Richards is also kind of... I think of him as almost an antagonist (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Yeah. He's a rough guy like George is a rough guy. So it's kind of cool to have these two movies put against each other Mm. that both have like this person in them that you're you want to know what they're going to do, even if you don't necessarily agree that they should be doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, I I had the same thought that these they're not that similar movies, but Mm. they have a similar feel to them that like mid 90s genre movie feel you know and i fucking (laughs) love it i love both of these movies so much i just want you guys to remember just the when i think of the dark half in my head i see all the birds taking off from the tree like i am thrown back into that moment from a movie where it's just everything's quiet and then boom all the sparrows and the eyeball God, in that opening, the head, in the, that in opening the eyeball is really good. Yeah. Is rock solid. <laughs> there's my there's my pitch. <laughs> ben, who would win in a fight against Godzilla? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's unfair. One of these movies has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. That's true. That's a one on one. Oh, my God. Why don't we have an Arnold Schwarzenegger Godzilla movie? <laughs> <laughs> That was that 90s Godzilla <laughs> movie. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yes. No, uh, that was in development. It was supposed to be the sequel to Junior, which is the other Arnold movie we talked about <laughs> okay. earlier. The baby he gave birth to was a kaiju and that became a giant makes monster. as much sense yeah, as yeah, One of the worst Godzilla moments when <laughs> we have to deal with this baby. Like, truly. <laughs> that, would, that would be a weird yeah. throwback for fans. We have to stop talking about Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben, any any thoughts uh, in favor of the running man in this battle? I, I mean, I think I've made my thoughts clear. How many zones does the dark <laughs> half have? <laughs> uh, can I mean, none? none? None that I recall reading. I don't a remember a cut. single yeah. goddamn zone in that well, movie. Yeah, I was, Ennsville's a ville, not a zone. Exactly. So, yeah. Team zone, all the way. Does that make CM team ville? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the, the polar opposite of a zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Josh, where what do you think of these? Uh, man, I really like I really love both of these movies. Uh and I watched them both for the very first time for the show. So my relationship to both these movies includes the both of you. And the sheer joy, like Ben you said earlier, that tone. Sharing the room with the two of you when actors make one-liner quips it's just really a special moment it's, for me <laughs> i don't know what the 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 vibe it is if there's a word for it but it just watching either of these movies it doesn't matter blu-ray 4k whatever mm-hmm. it feels like you're watching them on vhs <laughs> yeah and like does. i sit there and i can smell pizza hut in the other room regardless <laughs> of what's happening uh, it, it just feels like staying up late on a school day. You Wouldn't know? it be great to watch these in a in an old video store? Oh, I would kill to that. Like uh, the one last uh, blockbuster yeah. that they turned into a B and B. They need to make. <laughs> I hadn't heard about they that. They need oh, to make the thing. new movie theater just an old video store. I'm into that. I love that idea. Very themed theaters. I love it. I guess the only other thing that I could really say. Both these, man, 
trying to get one leg up over the other, I was going to point out that the dark half has its own video game, but so does the running man, yeah. and they're both equally terrible. <laughs> Wait, the dark half has a video game? Yeah. yeah. Have we talked about this? No. no. <laughs> Why have you kept this from me? I'm so sorry. I was. Why are you trying to hurt me, Josh? I was. I've been trying to find a copy of it that we could play on stream. Oh my god. Um, what Super Nintendo? I would it assume is, uh, it's PC. PC. It is. Okay. It is a point and click adventure, which that's got to be the deciding factor for me. Is the is the type of game that, wow. that it is. <laughs> Uh, all right, I feel like we, we've we covered our bases here, so mm-hmm. we're going to go with the vote. So, Sam, we're going to go to you first. The Dark Half. I almost said the Dark Man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose. The oh, Dark Man. The Running Half. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, my vote is The Running Man. Almost said The Running Half. Uh, that That is my vote, though. The Running Man. Are you uh, the tiebreaker. I, I can't not vote for that movie. I love it. I can't. It's insane to me because it's not the book at all <laughs> oh no not that, at all no but it's insane to me because normally i feel like that might piss some of us off but we're like oh it's just this random movie that has nothing to do with our podcast or stephen king's world it is it is like if when we finally cover uh the lawnmower man right uh and then we cover the 90s movie the lawnmower man that is literally nothing Oh, we're going to do it. Legally uh, distinct. (laughs) I can't wait. We'll do the dollar baby. Yeah, we'll do the dollar baby one. Tie-breaking vote. I'm going to go with the dark half. The the point-and-click adventure game is really what took it over the edge for me. Uh, It's actually my my real deciding factor is that I have loved both of these movies, but the only one that I have sought out to try to buy a blu-ray copy of since we watched it is the dark half because i just want mm-hmm. to have it so i can watch it again there's something special about it yeah it's uh, a very good movie it, i can't stress that enough this is a very weird round also because we didn't bring this up but both of you to each of these respective movies mentioned watching them like once a year in earlier yeah. episodes this is a real grudge match between you guys. Yeah, no, I, I literally, uh, I have said on the podcast before that Running Man, not only one of my favorite adaptations, just straight up one of my favorite movies, which I think says every, a lot about my taste. Yeah, every time we record, it reminds Ben that it exists and goes home and watches I, it. That's true. All right, our next round, now that we have the dark half advancing, is Pet Cemetery versus Christine. Mm. And in order to get here, we had Pet Cemetery besting the Tommyknockers, and we had Christine taking out Stand By Me. Christine was definitely the harder fought battle, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think this one's going to be tough, too. Uh, although, personally, I have to say this is not close. Really? No. Wow. No. Okay. I have a very clear winner in my head. Interesting. And I, I'm excited to see if you guys agree. I, I I I do too. I think, but it makes me sad because the other movie is very excellent, and I love it. Yes. Okay. So we'll, we should. T- I mean, I feel like we're talking around a very obvious. We're talking around voting for Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about because these two are so different from each other. Right? Yeah. Okay. You both looked oh, at sorry. me. Yeah, I, thought, no, I, was I just, thought you were going to con- Oh, normally. I thought you were continuing Oh, normally you guys jump right in. I didn't know I had the floor. This is, what do I do? It made me think. <laughs> no, I, this is hard because Christine is directed by John Carpenter, mm-hmm. probably my favorite director and composer. And it is just a solid movie, top to bottom. But Pet Cemetery for me has this like emotional pull. It it's an experience watching it. It's not just a fun movie, which I think made me vote the way I did for our the round we just did. Like The Running mm. Man is great. It's just a fun movie. I love those. But the dark half has something more mm. to it. Something you can sink your teeth into a little bit, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. And it is funny because that's the perfect way to describe the running man and uh, the dark half is the running man is the fun movie mm-hmm. and the dark half is the better movie. <laughs> uh, and normally I like, I can, I love 
uh, just a fucking popcorn movie. And that's absolutely mm-hmm. what Christine is. It is just fun. Um, but Pet Cemetery stays with you. It I, I thought about Pet Cemetery for weeks after we finished it. Mm-hmm. It's it there's something special about Pet Cemetery. The specialness of Pet Cemetery is actually the reason I'm leaning the other way. Yeah. My thought about this is that Christine is, yes, it's a fun popcorn movie. I think the atmosphere and the pacing are amazing. And I think that Pet Cemetery is also very uh, ominous the whole way through. But if I'm going to revisit the world of Pet Cemetery, I think I'd rather reread the book. That makes sense. The movie, I... I hate Zelda. Mm. I I hate how I guess hate is a strong word. I feel like the design of Zelda has unfairly become this horror icon uh, because I don't think it's I don't think it's scary. I don't think hmm. the design of it's not. A, sorry, I'm gonna let no. you finish your thought. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I just. That was that's the thing in Pet Cemetery that feels laughable to me. Okay, I don't not understand why it feels laughable, and I don't disagree that people could reasonably find it laughable. I think that is a part of its charm, and B because it is so uncanny because it's a male playing her, and he's just doing this crazy voice, and the way he's <laughs> the way he is physically performing this role make it. I, I guess maybe that's something you'd call uncanny. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's not it's, right. Yeah. And you can't quite figure out why it isn't right at first. And I, I think maybe like for me, the kind of horror fan I am, that's the perfect blend of, I don't know whether to laugh or be really upset by this. I also get that I would not call it laughable, but I understand that instinct. I specifically have a problem where... We've watched movies before. You guys have seen it. Ben laughs at all. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Ben and yeah. I, you had to uh, take a swing at Ben and I for laughing during the Pet Cemetery remake because of Zelda. Yeah. It, you guys weren't <laughs> wrong, but he really ruined my vibe. <laughs> it, it, it's a thing that happens with me. If something is outrageous, outrageous enough, it will just hit me the right way and mm-hmm. I'll start laughing. But also, if something is unnerving enough, mm-hmm. I will nervous laugh at it. Uh, <laughs> I was just telling someone how when I went to see Hereditary in theaters, oh, no. when the moment happened, oh, boy. Did you laugh I, I <gasps> burst into ben! laughter, uh, which in turn caused my date to laugh. Ben. I- it's Ben. I'm Ben. Hi. I, Josh, I think you were... <laughs> I stole that from Electra Lemon. Don't worry about it. I feel like you were making a point maybe, or maybe I was reading into what you're saying, that Christine is technically, like uh, from a technical standpoint, probably a better movie, possibly better performed (laughs) overall. I think that's arguable, but I'll let it are There are some things in Pet Cemetery. it's like, uh, because this is so Mm. great and these other people are doing so great and we're seeing this book come to life in a really cool way. I can forgive mm. so many things that <laughs> might otherwise make this like, Oh <laughs> yeah. We, I remember when we talked about the pet cemetery movie, that was one of the strikes against it at the top was, was Lewis Creed. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I feel like the atmosphere, the suspense in Christine just really gets me. I think seeing pet cemetery for the first time, cause we watched it in 4k, didn't we? I believe that's the... I'm sure we did, yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> watching it in 4K for the first time is where I went down the wrong path with Pet Cemetery, Because I also have a problem where when I watch things, like, we've all gone back and revisited a show we loved in the early 2000s that takes place in a high school, and you're like, those are 35-year-old men and women. Right. That's what I had with Zelda. Zelda didn't look uncanny. Zelda was a grown adult man. Mm -hmm. And I just, I couldn't, it was too sharp and too clear. And I couldn't see the 
uh, unnatural there or uncanny about it. There are things that are suffered for horror specifically in like remasters. Sure. The, yeah. the blood is very watery in that <laughs> yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah, and I had I had the benefit of, you know, this nostalgia mm-hmm. and having seen it before to just ignore the crispness when I needed to. <laughs> and, and I think maybe that's just the reason I come down so harsh on it is because it was, it's just something I latch onto when I see uh, that type of casting. Yeah. Well, I, I voted first last time. Yeah, so. so Ben, you're up first. Okay, here's why the cast of uh, Pet Cemetery would be Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, right. th- they have the undead on their side. True. That is They're very more, true. Just more resilient. So I'm voting for Pet Cemetery. How many, do you think they could bury Godzilla yeah. in the Pet Cemetery? Yeah. Oh my god. Ooh. Is the Pet Cemetery the Pet Cemetery would have to be bigger than Godzilla? Otherwise, you're just reanimating part of Godzilla. <laughs> Ben, yeah, I wonder how that if works. If you had to reanimate one part of Godzilla, what part would it be? Tail. <laughs> Good call. I'm going to vote Christine. Oh, I don't want to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote Pet Cemetery. All right. We have Pet Cemetery advancing. So the semifinals for this round will be the dark half versus Pet Cemetery. Sam, I like it when you vote for because it's so obvious that you're like saying the answer as you're saying it. That, that felt very much <laughs> yes, like you were you were not sure which movie you were going to say until Pet Cemetery came out of your mouth. That's often how it happens. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Even though I claimed earlier, I'm like, oh, I got this. That's the problem, though. Talking to you guys, I go back and forth. It, give this conversation another three minutes. I could have been talked into (laughs) going the other way yeah all right next we have the shawshank redemption versus carrie and we had shawshank taking out needful things and carrie advancing against thinner this is impossible this is is a fucking this is the toughest this is fucking apples and oranges is the problem (laughs) these are two whereas i feel like dark half and running man had very similar vibes Mm mm-hmm you cannot imagine someone sitting down and being like, let's watch a movie. Right. And they go, okay, what movie? And they go, I don't know either running man or dark half. And you go, that makes sense. (laughs) I can choose between those. You cannot say, Hey, what movie do you want to watch? Shawshank Redemption or Carrie? I'd be like, what is wrong with you? You'd have to leave because that person is clearly a serial killer. Yeah, those are not the only two DVDs I own. What movie do you want to watch? Babe, Pig in the City or Midsummer? You don't don't know what is going to happen the rest of the night when those are your options. Yeah. You don't know what to expect from that person. All right, Josh, make a pitch. (laughs) Uh, All right. I think something that I think is really interesting about this matchup is I love both of these movies very much. Absolutely. If you told me Shawshank Redemption was five hours long <laughs> and Carrie was 35 <laughs> minutes long, I'd believe you and I'd still watch them both again. There is something about the storytelling in both of these that I actually I don't even know what the running time is. All I know is that whenever I think about Shawshank, I think I'm sitting down for a long haul. And I know the reason why that is. Is it because of watching it on TV? Because you're watching it on television. <laughs> yeah, it's a two-hour block on I TNT. challenge, I am shocked that we watched a DVD version of Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, we should have just turned the, on the we, TV. We could have just turned on TNT, and it would have been halfway through its second show. That's very true. Like, I completely get it. it it's... It, Shawshank Redemption, and this is what I meant when they're they're like very different movies. If you're watching Shawshank Redemption, it's because you're at your parents' house (laughs) and you need to watch something that everyone will enjoy. Right? That is your parents' Stephen King. Exactly. It is. If you put on Shawshank Redemption, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who's in the room. They're all going to sit down and be like, yeah, this this is is a good good couple hours. If you're watching Carrie... You have a few friends over, you're having some drinks and snacks, and you're like just in for a fucking good time. Wait, so I have to vote on hanging with my friends or watching a movie with my parents is basically <laughs> what you said. That wasn't my intended <laughs> argument, but it is seeming that that is yeah. the case. You're leaving Godzilla out of this equation in your mind, though, CM. <laughs> so just keep that in the back of your head, too. 
<laughs> well, Carrie is going to beat Godzilla. <laughs> Spoiler. But yeah, you're right. She, uh, she's a mutant. That's true. And with Carrie, when we did Carrie at the very beginning of mm. our show, we watched so much Carrie. We watched like our I show was so got, young then. We were we, trying yeah, to do I know, everything. We crammed all that in there, but we all watched separate things. But then in my own time, I still went back and watched everything. I watched Carrie the remake, Carrie to the Carrying, and the Carrie musical. I didn't. There's another Carrie remake that we missed what? that I still haven't seen. Oh, the re- the it was like two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name. Completely. Oh, Chloe Moore. Yeah, Moritz. I don't know what her name no, is. No, uh, we, we covered that one. There's another one. Oh. Yeah. Hit Girl? Is that yeah, that's I'm the one we of? watched. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And there's another one that, since I have looked it up, there's another one in there we that we haven't watched. We should do that it. one as a, watch a watch party if we can, or a bonus Patreon. Yeah, that'd be fun. But it's one of those things, that story is so crisp and clean that y- you can just watch it anytime. And you could do something else with it that hasn't been done unless the new newest one did it. You could go at it from more of the book angle and have the sort of investigative aspect included and have a whole different experience for people who are fans of the book and movies. Are we voting on theoretical? Uh, <laughs> I am now. Oh, yeah, the potential, shit. man. <laughs> Okay, you well then in that case, now. here's my pitch for a potential Shawshank Redemption reboot. Okay. See, it's the distant future. Mm-hmm. The prison is giant robot Got it. that all of the prisoners live in and control to fight Godzilla. <laughs> Fuck, now I don't know what I'm voting for. I swear to God, I thought you were going to replot the running man but with Shawshank (laughs) Shawshank has become a game show I I did like that one scene in Shawshank where Arnold had to crawl through the pipes (laughs) where he just burst through the pipes with his muscles yeah it's also funny because these two are some of the most parodied Stephen King properties because mm-hmm. the stories are just so passively mm-hmm. known amongst the the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, and I will never, I will never not think it is funny to watch a character crawl through shit <laughs> or get blood poured on them. Those are things. Anytime those happen in anything, I'm like, I get that reference. <laughs> and I'm just very happy about it. It's such a universal thing. Yeah, I didn't think about that. They both get covered in human fluids. <laughs> Uh, Carrie's well I guess Carrie if people exploded in blood she gets covered in it's well not I'm human sorry blood bodily fluids sure yeah so, so are we voting <laughs> yeah, or are we just sit I, I, I would just make sure <laughs> uh, I'm going first this round I'm going Shawshank I'm gonna vote for Carrie fuck ah, yeah oh, I fuck. love being in the middle CM, CM's caught on to the game sandwich this it's literally <laughs> this <beef>. is <laughs> I have to vote in the purest way I can which one of these movies I would watch right now. If you two said we're watching a movie, it's one of these two, I'd say you're a lunatic, put Carrie in. Right. Oh shit. All right. <laughs> that that's a big upset in the seeds. Nice. All right, so we have Carrie moving on. Now let's find out who Carrie is going to face off against. We have Misery versus 1408. Misery, Should we just move on? Misery, who handily <laughs> beat Dreamcatcher with no <laughs> effort. And Weird. 1408, which was, according to our listeners, a pretty strong upset because it took out it. I, don't I still blame stand them. by that, too. Y'all. I yeah, blame oh, I, 100% <laughs> I do. When you think about Misery, what's the first thing that pops into your head? When I think about Misery, all I see is Kathy Bates standing at the foot of the bed. I just that shot. see her, and I don't even know which one. I don't know if she's holding <laughs> a book, a manuscript, a bottle of champagne, a weapon. Is she smiling? Pills. Is she scowling? I'm not sure. I just see like this sort of like vague image of of this moment, and uh, I love misery. <laughs> misery is my running man. If running man was as seriously good an adaptation as. <laughs> Pet cemetery. Yeah. 
we put Arnold Schwarzenegger into this role, is this movie still as good? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it killed me when Kathy Bates delivered that line to Paul. I, I'm not I'm going to butcher it, but something to the effect of you don't know what it's like for someone like me to love someone like you. It broke my oh. heart. I was like, this is what I as a psychopath was picking up on <laughs> in this this character in the book who we're yeah. not supposed to root for, who's clearly supposed to be a, an antagonist. She is in the wrong. And I felt so much sympathy for her. And Kathy Bates, with one line, justified mm. how I felt. And I was like, what a unique gift to, to get from an actor. That's I love that that's the line that comes to mind for you. Because I thought you were going to say the line that jumps to most people's mind, which is right after breaking his ankles and saying, God, I love you. Mm-hmm. Because that oh, that's something that... I mean, that's badass. It is. <laughs> but the line you picked is perfect for why Kathy Bates won a fucking Oscar. Yes, and it made me understand exactly why Annie, book Annie, can justify everything she does. She's so powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. That got weird. Uh, no. Hey, when, when does it not? Uh, I'll say some things about 1408 while we're here. Yeah. Wasting everyone's time. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> 1408, ju- just like Christine, just like Running Man, is a straight up popcorn movie. That is another movie that, li- honestly, kind of like Shawshank Redemption. If I see 1408 is on TV, it's one of those movies. Oh, it's one of those, well, this is my afternoon yeah, movies. Like, stop and watch. I'm going to sit down and watch Shawshank Redemption, Men in Black, and 1408, like whenever I see it. No, those movies have nothing in common. But I other agree. Than movies that I it's just an love. Easy watch. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. And so much of the stuff I like, like I love a difficult watch. Mm-hmm. But you have to be in the mood for that. When are you not in the mood for an easy watch? Exactly. Sometimes you just want to sit down and watch John Cusack get real scared. Yep. And he does a great job. He's like, so that, good. That's the thing that's crazy about 1408. Like we, and again, I guess this is a, a compliment that we talked about in Misery as well. When it is a Misery is a two person cast. Fourteen oh eight is a one person cast. Yeah, and you have to pull out all the stops as an actor to mm-hmm. make that engaging that whole mm-hmm. time. And the fact that when it's horror, it's very easy to jump too far in your reaction. And I feel like John Cusack really lets that whole thing build. You never see him less scared than the scene before. That build, <laughs> yeah. that build is yeah. perfect. He reacts exactly how he should. There are so many movies I watch, horror movies, of course, and I love them. But I have so so many times I've said, that's not the reaction. Like, are you <laughs> yeah. bothered by that? Clearly you don't care. <laughs> well, it's like when you see a character that screams at the top of their lungs, when it turns out it was a, a a cat knocking over a broom and then they open a door and someone's face has been ripped off and their torso's empty and they give the same scream. Mm-hmm. Those are not equally scary things. <laughs> give yourself some room to grow is all I'm saying. So one real quick question. Does the hotel two 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 real quick questions. Mm. One, does the hotel room from 1408 count as one ghost or a bunch of ghosts? A bunch. And two, how many ghosts does it take to take down a Godzilla? Mm. I think you're asking. At least a room full. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there we go. There's our answer. Better than what I had. (laughs) One room full of ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is something that I feel like the matchup on paper does seem super easy, but getting into... I don't know. Getting into the ability showcased in there is pretty is a pretty good argument for fourteen oh eight misery. Then it it was always misery. It was never going to not be misery. <laughs> it's absolutely misery. I mean, come on. James Khan manages to have no lines of dialogue that are comparable <laughs> for a long time, and you still want to cry for him. That's Josh, uh, unbelievable. I'm surprised though. I thought. Because you watched 1408 three times, but not, okay, let's be clear, not 
you have seen it three times. You watched it three like times, three times back to back. I did, yes. yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd vote that. I, I well, and I really enjoy it. But, but it's not better than misery. But it's, <laughs> it's not just better than it's misery. Not better yeah. than misery. There, no. there is a world in which fourteen oh eight could have been a better movie than misery. But I feel like the the depth of misery mm-hmm. makes it something fourteen oh eight could never reach. Because there is it, it, that is straight horror, and there's not a lot of emotional aspects. Oh boy, I don't even know if I want to. I, I don't feel know. Like the part at the of... end with the his daughter yeah. turning to ash in his arms—that's pretty fucked up. There, there is an emotional thread, but I understand what you're saying. It doesn't mm. feel as it doesn't feel like the focal point, even though it technically is what you're saying is you're like the academy and you just don't see artistic <laughs> value in horror movies elevated horror <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, just, no i, I understand yeah. what you're saying yeah it's the the emotional thread in misery is so great it grabs you and it harder, is not yeah. the focus of 1408 and i feel like there is a world that that movie could have been made but it would take just a lot of reworking mm-hmm. to to tell a horror story of that genre and make it emotional it's very hard to do the only good one is 13 ghosts anyway you're talking about the, the remake right with matthew lillard yeah, yeah, yeah of course of course that's uh, what is, an that? absolute insane thing to I love, say i i love how bad that movie is. That, i it is one also I, love that I movie fucking love that movie was that a so castle much. movie originally the guy who uh, the would original have gimmicks yeah. in yes, the theater, yes. mm-hmm. like because the original one was ske- in three D, like skeletons on yeah. on mm-hmm. wires, like, yeah, for a house on haunted hill, yeah, <laughs> oh, that is so, theater, you guys. <laughs> amen. All right, so we have misery advancing, and misery will face off against Carrie in the semifinals. Now we are back to our last matchup on this side of the semifinals to see who is going to be facing off in the finals. We have the dark half versus pet cemetery oh mm. this hurts mm. i don't know i don't can my answer be i don't know it, it can't you're a well, actually i don't want to i don't want to make you feel a lot of pressure cm but you're the third vote on this one yikes so if you got a strong argument now's the time to pull it out <laughs> <laughs> these are yet two very excellent movies i i wonder why it is that the dark half isn't as uh, well loved as, and known. yeah, as well yeah. loved as Pet Cemetery. I I don't know enough about eighties like who knows whether it just didn't get advertised as yeah, much who knows or if when it came out and how it was advertised and everything. Sure. Okay. Here's a here's a different question. What does each movie have that the other one doesn't? Mm. Okay. The the pro for the dark half, George Stark is such a delightful villain mm-hmm. you yeah. can really but it's not it's not cheap it's not like you know a jason sleeping bag against a tree which is fun yeah. i'm not <laughs> knocking it in any way but it's it's um it's got character it's spooky and cool it's cool yeah yeah pet cemetery has gage i guess i'd i'd make him sort of even though the other powers are more the big bad in that but gage is the emotional heart of that movie that then also becomes the terror and Mm. that's a real fucked up thing to do to the audience george stark and gage both elevate these movies in really cool and totally different ways for Mm. me and that's makes it really hard for me to figure out which one i have to pick (laughs) yeah if i'm thinking what the movie has over the other one the dark half has George Romero, and I think he has a lot to do with how cool George Stark comes out. Like some of the just probably effects yeah. in the movie, I feel are very George Romero. The whole pencil scene, obviously, which so we talked about last episode, it's directed really well. It's it's awesome. Pet Cemetery has the guy that plays Judd, who is yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. I, every time he's on screen, I'm I just love I love him. And that final showdown in the bedroom is one of the scariest fucking things ever put on film. So Gage 
acted part of that. It wasn't all. And that's mm-hmm. what always blows my mind when he, Lewis sticks him and he walks away and he goes, not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I he was guessed. like three years old. Like, holy shit. And he just in this, they didn't try to make it like a voice or have him say all this dialogue. It was enough. And it was like that. I wish I feel like a piece of shit. I can't remember. Is a female director who did mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, yeah. and I can't remember her name, but I think there's a lot of really cool direction in that too. I think the if if going on on that route of one thing that one has that the other doesn't, I think that well I agree with you about Judd. It's one of those that's one of those performances that is it's on the level of iconic with Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, mm-hmm. where it is in the remake they had John Lithgow and people I was very excited. And oh yeah, John Lithgow is amazing. It, it ended up not being great. Yeah. The point is that's that's a hard role to accept when the initial role is so iconic mm-hmm. and to see someone take it on and not do as well really shows you how great that character of Judd is. CM is about to have a breakdown. No, I just can we please have I, I don't I don't know what format we're going to do yet but can we just have a bonus episode or something? <laughs> Where I, I get to defend the remake of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I would rewatch yeah, the remake. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. And then for the dark half, there is the dark half didn't make me uh, want to cry, <laughs> but it still kept me emotionally invested. It's a cool investigative movie. Yeah. Like he's trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm always a sucker for those two. When they treated it like a mystery at the top, yeah. as opposed mm. to how you get it in the book, I thought that was a really fun element. And I, even though there is, you know, the Alan Pangborn's not Alan Pangborn, it didn't take me out of it so far that I stopped being invested in this story. And mm. just the core story of the dark half is so good. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, uh, you are kicking off this round. Oh. This is honestly, it's as close as a call can get. How good would this just be as a double feature? Oh, right? Let's do it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> personally, I am going to have to vote for Pet Cemetery. It's just one of my favorites. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to go Pet Cemetery also. I don't want to show how the sausage is made. <laughs> But I am so relieved that you both said Pet Cemetery because I did not want to choose. And now I feel like I don't to. have to. Yeah. And, I can, and I can say the dark half. You, you, can, actually, you can definitely give the dark half a uh, pity vote. I actually, honestly, I was thinking of voting that way anyway, which mm. is a very difficult decision. But when when we're talking about, the, you know, Josh, that was a very good question. What does each movie have that the other movie doesn't? It's like, you know, it's kind of that investigative piece that makes me want to watch the dark half more often than mm. I want to cry while watching Pet Cemetery. <laughs> but yeah, not an easy decision. Yeah, definitely not an easy choice. So Pet Cemetery is moving on to the finals. Let's find out who Pet Cemetery will face. Carrie versus Misery. You know what? Let's let's take that same question to Carrie versus Misery. What, think about these movies. What's one thing that you hold over the other one? I mean, obviously Carrie is a movie about it, it's that classic teen movie we had so many decades with the focal point on these teen characters which i feel like i don't really see anymore so that's kind of a cool nostalgia thing that i'm only recently kind of paying attention to it's just a a different experience when you're following a young girl entering womanhood and all the trials that that brings with it and the ways that she is treated and then you throw in these super awesome fucking powers it's like uh uh-huh so that makes carrie's character in the movie neat in a way that you know misery is just like this sort of straightforward horror story it's Mm. almost like a home invasion movie but in reverse (laughs) it's a home abduction story yeah yeah the thing that immediately pops into mind is carrie has that 70s De Palma sleaziness feel. Yeah, it's, it has it's kind that of fucking like midnight Texas movie. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it, there's opening credits Bush. Exactly. I mean, Teenage... <laughs> I don't even want to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> All no, those it's, actors are 37 years it's old. It's just, it, it has that, like, 70s 
swing uh, to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that like drive-in feel, and I love that feel so much. They don't make movies that are like that feel that like mm-hmm. grimy, sleazy feel, uh, and I I I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, obviously, how much do we need to talk about misery? I I honestly. It's fucking misery, man. It's <laughs> that's something that I think is great is that misery, misery enhances the book. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that a lot. And what I think is so interesting about Carrie is that in every adaptation, we lose a quarter to half the book. Yes. Of world building and the movie adaptations really let us discover the world naturally with Carrie. And I think that that's pretty awesome, especially because I know we're just talking about original Carrie. But when you do get into those remakes, the fact that this story of of oppression and bullying and womanhood are can be moved to any of the timelines in which this story has been mm-hmm. adapted to is pretty great. Yeah, that's it's a pretty strong argument for for what makes Carrie such a, a good story and a good film adaptation. Here's an interesting thing that might have made my mind up just now because this this is the first one the first pair up that misery has had that i do feel is close oh yeah Mm -hmm. we're talking about how many times carrie has been adapted even though we should be just judging on the de palma but the de palma movie existed and then it got adapted a bunch of times imagine someone trying to remake misery (laughs) i was thinking about that too it is so unnecessary like (laughs) if they announced a carrie remake like today that was coming out next year i'd be like oh hell yeah that i would go see that that you wouldn't be upset or scared no but like if they were to reboot or like remake misery i'd be just be like why Why? yeah why it's not necessary go fucking watch misery because it is the perfect adaptation there's nothing that is lost josh you said it perfectly it i don't know if there's another adaptation we've talked about that so perfectly complements and then Mm. goes beyond compliments and enhances and then if you introduce your theory about it josh which i can't not make part of the the world that this book and movie takes place in it enhances it even further how many adaptations as wonderful and as passionate and heartfelt as they are how many have done that successfully i can only think of the one <laughs> yeah and, and it's also it's fun though because it's also about a a female character mm-hmm. in the lead role going through some stuff hers is less like physical which is also fascinating what i find interesting about this matchup is this is also the only matchup that our main character can be seen as protagonist and antagonist yeah yeah, the, Carrie kills a lot of people. Carrie kills, Carrie kills a lot of people. <laughs> a few, yeah. <laughs> and pretty. Annie does too, ways. though. Mm. Just off camera. Yeah. And babies. You know, I always forget <laughs> that she kills babies. Yeah. Somehow you always forget that scene. Not a baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's a car boy. It doesn't work. Oh, no, we, no, we, we got know it. what you were getting at. But if we keep talking about it, you can't delete it from the episode. <laughs> that's, the real, that's the real important uh, thing is we don't let a good clean cutting Jesus. point start. So we should probably rate this thing. Uh, we should probably give, the, give our votes. I'm first and I'm shocking myself. I'm going carry. Wow, you're shocking me too. I I don't want to I don't want to continue making arguments because I feel like once voting has started, arguments should be done. I'll defend myself later if I need I don't to. Know, in this the is comments. our show, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go carry. Okay, I'm gonna go misery. I hate you both. <laughs> Sorry, I I was so prepared for both of you to say misery and then me go, oh good, I'm off the hook. Right, like, like CM, last time, and I could give just as. To, to show the respect that it deserves, yeah, I could vote for Carrie just to be like, oh, yeah. I, now you have to make I a think, real choice. <laughs> but now I have to make a real choice. And that sucks because on on the one hand, I could do my my previous rule of what I want to watch right now. But these or, are two different movies, though. I mean, yeah. I could 
vote in a way in which CM <laughs> won't come across this table. That <laughs> neither of you are mad at me. <laughs> I no, I, I already made my argument about a perfect <laughs> adaptation. I don't need to remake that argument. Uh, this is a political vote, but it is absolutely misery. It deserves to be in the finals. Why is it a political vote? It, it's just, I think the votes should have been two to one <laughs> for misery and Carrie. That's, you know what? That's uh, personally, my it, it, my personal view, I probably would have voted Carrie if I had gone first. But I but you I can't think, say that. Oh, does that invalidate something? I feel like it. Well, I mean, well, I feel we'll, like we'll everything we say invalidates everything else <laughs> yeah. we say. But no, I, I, that's my honest vote. Like, misery deserves to be. I, I knew from the beginning, misery should be in the finals. It is like it, my my position was that CM is a hundred percent right. Misery is a perfect adaptation. Absolutely. But this bracket isn't what's the perfect adaptation that's our favorite adaptation and uh, of these stories I, I think that the fact that this movie like i said it's 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 timeless and it is so it managed to be so dark you have your antagonist and protagonist are actually the same person not in the kind of made-up way annie wilkes is (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's it's such a complex story and it's Mm -hmm. like it's the first really complex story and that's kind of what ended up making that that final call that was the argument i was going to make after i voted i this is like off topic kind of but can you guys feel like the energy from me during stuff like this specifically what do you you mean? mean I just feel like I'm putting out this really like tense, angry, anxious energy. No. Do you feel tense and angry? I just I get really <laughs> some of these discussions. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really care who wins. They're both fine, whatever. Mm. And others, I'm like, if fucking misery, <laughs> if these bastards don't vote the way I want them to, and not the way they feel or want, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> you can't feel that. I shouldn't have no. admitted that. Okay. No. That's fine. I, not this year, but in previous years, I have gotten that invested in the matchup when I'm like, like, are these two fucking insane? Uh, because you sometimes lose sight of we're three people yeah, just goofing it's off. It's just our opinions. Because uh, sometimes you just have a really strong opinion about stuff. But that's what's awesome about what we're doing, mm. talking about these, because everybody's going to have that moment mm. or that element that's like, this is special to me in a way you are not respecting you three. That's that's how that's <laughs> so the I'm messages sorry, we got everybody. when 1408 beat it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those messages. Sorry, your brackets got busted. <laughs> I bet there were some people really holding their breath uh, at misery uh, for misery in this round oh. with their breath with their brackets. <laughs> All right, now we are going to go to the finals. This is going to be a toughie. Pet Cemetery versus Misery. I hate this. <laughs> I specifically didn't want this. <laughs> you should have voted differently. <laughs> you you had a third of the control over I, how I this guess, ended up, CM. So yeah. I know this isn't how it works and it doesn't make sense, but I wanted that to be the last thing (laughs) we don't yeah it was a trick we were just uh narrowing it down to the top two yeah and and then they were gonna hug and that was it how about this we stop and we put a disclaimer saying folks if you want there to be a happy ending stop Stop. reading here (laughs) turn back turn back renounce the tower that is the top of the bracket Uh, and if you want to know what movie lies at the room at the top of the tower, then continue on. You gonna be okay, CM? No, I don't know what to do. I don't know which. I just don't I want you to be both. mad at me. <laughs> I know how you feel about Pet Cemetery. I, I, I can't be mad at I you. I love it. <laughs> so really, when it comes down to it, this is all on Josh. We don't need to be worried. Sorry, what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, the, all of this. Okay, this just first? changed because... CM votes first. Let's drop Whoa. the pretense. CM is very obviously going, and rightfully, going to vote for Misery. It, I am going to vote for Pet Cemetery. Oh, fuck me. So it comes down to this is all Josh's fault. Yeah. 
listeners. This this is <laughs> all right. Each of you take your chance to sway me oh my one way or the God. other. He planned this. He just wanted to sit back <laughs> in all of his reigning glory <laughs> and make us do uh, all he, the, the heavy fucking lifting. puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> who who at this table made the brackets knowing how we would vote manipulating us with your conversation and friendship as established i can only manipulate one third of how this turns out <laughs> also if you want to really make a stink about it Blame the chambray shirt scores you gave to these movies originally, because that's oh, how yeah. this was Blame seated. the victim, Josh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Uh, ben, do you and I just want to have a discussion about sure. yeah, yeah, why let's... these two movies are fantastic? They are so fucking good, man. Yeah, you say what you need. <laughs> you okay, say. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Hey, I... Sorry, I just literally don't know how I feel I, what I, to say. It, see, that's the problem, is because I don't either. Okay, Pet Cemetery it, it holds a special place in my heart. It is near and dear to me, and I think all of us, because of how devastatingly real it portrays grief. Something I enjoy, I think what draws me to horror in general, is that I can safely explore. Usually it's more of like a dangerous situation, but I can explore horrific things safely because mm. i if i'm emotionally invested i can still have sort of that that turmoil and that reaction that affects me physiologically and mentally but i know i'm okay i know it's a movie and i can shut it off mm. and to have the opportunity to you know we've all experienced grief but i don't have kids and i can never know what it would be like to lose a kid this is as close to i could am able to come to understanding what that must be like for someone. And I can say, yeah, I, I know I don't get it and I don't have kids, but I feel like I might make the same terrible decision. Reading about it, knowing exactly how terrible it would play out, I might still do it anyway. And I think I said in the episode, <laughs> if you and Ben <laughs> yep. Yep. and Devin, like you're three people, I'd be like, I don't care. I'm doing it. And everybody like, see, I'm done. Like, nope, I, it's going to work out for me. It's going to be different this time. That's such a wonderful thing to play with, to play with us with. And that is something that makes Pet Cemetery very unique. So I guess I accidentally argued for the movie you're going to pick. So now you should argue I for should. Misery. Misery is one of the most tense movies I, I've ever seen. Every second of that movie that Kathy Bates is on screen. The tension of not knowing how she is going to react from one minute to the next, it keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. Mm -hmm. But more amazingly is when she's fucking not on screen, it's still there. The fact that Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes has screen presence when she's gone is <laughs> unbelievable. It is one of the most amazing performances in movies. I fully, I, I could watch her performance forever. It, it, if I'm talking about why this movie deserves to be the best one, the movie's good. Kathy Bates is the reason yeah. that the movie is as good as it is. Yes. Josh, do you now see who the real puppet masters are? <laughs> yeah, because, we fucking got you. Well, because if you vote for my movie, that makes me happy. But Ben's argument won you over, and that's cool. If you vote for Ben's movie, I know that I made a real fucking cool argument, so I win either way. Ben, we win either way. Yes. Yeah. So misery. We're all winners here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. I vote. like that you. I thought you were trying to like trick Ben into saying misery right after. Oh, sorry. That we high fived on me. <laughs> that would really take the power away from me. If you two end up agreeing, then uh, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, really crazy for me because in the last round, I voted for the movie against both of these movies. That's true. <laughs> huh? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is really interesting. So let's all right, let's let's do it up official. CM Misery. Ben. Pet Cemetery. I almost said misery. Out of just on accident. I would have episode would have stopped right there. CM would have cut to outro and no one would ever know anything else happened. This, you guys both made amazing arguments. And I will let you know that you changed my mind. Oh no. I'm going to vote for misery. Yeah, that's fair. I I I really thought I was going to go pet cemetery, but you, you I know I we said this kind of as a joke, but which one of these had an Oscar winner <laughs> because of its <laughs> performance? You just that that makes it another level. Weirdly, it, I couldn't have choice. argued as well for misery as you did. I I feel the same way. Like I think that was the only way that could have went. <laughs> I'm only a little bummed because I feel like because of how we always talk about misery, our audience is going to be like, yeah, it's a given as soon as I saw the bracket. Yeah. But I think that the conversation, well, I, we, I mean, yeah. I feel like the conversation we have warrants. I hope it was worth them yeah. knowing. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I mean. And listeners, if you have an idea for next year's bracket, yeah. please send us an email. Mm-hmm. We will gladly, when we did Antagonist vs. Protagonist, that was from one of you sending us, mm-hmm. that's what you wanted us to do. So send us an email. Let us know what we want to see us do next year. But guys, let's celebrate the winner of this year's March Madness, Woo! Misery. Yay. Yeah. All Lots right. of movies that deserved to win as well. But I, I want to rewatch like half these movies. Oh, yeah. so. no kidding. <laughs> but legally, we have to watch Misery right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> that is it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. Join us for our next episode. For Joshua Khan and Benjamin Graham, I'm CM Alexander telling you to bracket to the top. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to our final March Madness matchup. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't like what we said, just pretend we said something else. In all seriousness, though, thank you guys so much for all of your comments and emails and participation with our March Madness brackets. As always, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dairy Public Radio and Twitter at Dairy Public. You can also email us, dairypublicradio at gmail.com. And if you're looking for merch and bonus episodes, don't forget to check out our Etsy and our Patreon pages, respectively. That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye.